What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Real Talk with the men of OTF Happy Valley. My name is Chad, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Anthony and James. On today's episode, we will be talking about creating healthy habits and overcoming disappointments in fitness. If you are joining us for the first time, if it's on YouTube, make sure you smash that like button and subscribe to our channel. If you are listening on Spotify, make sure you follow us there as well. Our goal is to create great content for you guys to help you in your day-to-day lives, and if you believe someone would benefit from our podcast, please make sure you share it on your social media platforms as well. Fellas, how you guys doing today? Never better, man. Living the dream. Awesome. So if somebody's joining us for the first time, why don't we go ahead and do some quick introductions just to let people know who we are and who's talking today? Yeah, um, my name is Anthony Hayes. I've been in the fitness industry for about 11 years. Been to Orange Theory probably around seven years, going on seven years. Um, yeah, you know, not sure. What's up, guys? My name's James. I'm the studio manager at Orange Theory Fitness, Happy Valley location. Been working for Orange Theory, uh, same thing uh, as Anthony, right around seven years. Uh, background is uh, combat medic in the Army. Uh, so I have a little bit of a medical background that helps me with the fitness background. Uh, and then also I do uh, online uh, coaching for those that are uh, trying to do bodybuilding competitions. Uh, so that's a little bit of my background on what I do. Um, if you guys want to know why in the heck I'm wearing an apron, you'll have to wait until about halfway through the podcast. So stay tuned in. Um, and my name is Chad. I am the sales and operations manager at Orange Theory Fitness. Been doing it for about seven years now. Um, and most of my background is in law enforcement um, and corrections. But um, again, you know, we, we decided to do this to create some great content for you guys to help you along your fitness journey. Um, so we're very excited to be here with you guys. Um, with that being said, as I mentioned, our episode that we're doing today is going to be creating healthy habits and overcoming disappointments in fitness. Why don't we go ahead and get started with that? Anthony, what do you have for us? Yeah. So basically what I think, you know, if you, when you're starting to create habits, like why are you creating a habit, right? So there's obviously like a goal in mind, you know, whatever the case may be, lose weight, gain muscle, anything in your daily life, sleep better, whatnot. There's a, there's a bigger picture goal. So how are you going to get to that bigger picture goal? So I know, say losing 15 pounds, that's a huge daunting number, right? So you have to incrementalize it, break it down to little goals over time. And then those little goals are building habits. And then once you kind of get used to that habit, it gets more of a routine and it starts to become more of a lifestyle. So big picture goal, little goals to reach those big picture goals and those habits creating, making it more of attainable goal, more of a reachable goal. Um, So let me ask you this, Anthony, how important is time? Um, How important is it to factor in time when you're creating your habits and goals? Yeah. So, I mean, it depends how serious you are about your, your, your ultimate goal, right? So if you're serious about your goal, you're going to create the time no matter what. So, I mean, say you, you, your goal is to like walk every day in the morning or something, right? So make time, get up a little bit earlier, do with the routine, routine that same time every day. And that creates the habit and creates that routine. Um, or if you're trying to go to the gym, you know, find some time before or after work. Cause you know, once you get home, you're in, you're in a cozy home, you know, it's going to be harder for you to try to make that effort to go to the gym. So finding time, like while you're out and about to go to the gym, you know, it's all about manipulating the time and if how big your goal is or how important it is to you, you will make the time for it. 
Yeah, no, I definitely want to touch on that because as you guys know, um, being in the fitness industry, we have people come in all the time um, talking to us about, you know, they need to cancel their gym membership because they just don't have the time. Um, and, you know, it's, it's definitely something that's like tough to navigate. Right. But at the end of the day, like if you're serious about these goals, as you said, you have to make the time. There's no uh, way around it. You know what I mean? There's 24 hours in a day. Um, a lot of times at Orange Theory specifically, we're just asking you to spend one hour. You know what I mean? So that's 4% of your day. Where can you find it? Where can you fit that in? Um, and it's going to best set you up for success if you're able to do that. So I just wanted to touch on that because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I, you know, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to do this. I don't have the time to do that. But there's always somewhere to find the time. You just might have to give something else up that you want. You know, right. in the grand scheme, though, right in the grand scheme, an hour is like that much every time of the day. You right. Know? So, I mean, if, if you can find that much time, like you said, to substitute something else, or if it's if this goal of yours is important to you, you will find the time. For sure. For sure. How do you uh, how do you make um, setting goals fun? Is there a way to do that? Yeah, I mean, you get into a routine, you you maybe have like, you know, play game, you know, our calendar, you know, like, you know, kind of like tick boxes, um, any kind of um because people, like, especially me, so I'm a visual person, right? So right. if if I put something like a goal down, like visual, like on the calendar or something like that, and then every time, like, you know, I hit my, my little, like, goals, like, you know, to reach my bigger goal, it, I, you know, you can reward yourself, right? Like, that kind of like, almost like a reward system. So that's fun. You know, whether it be like, you know, going on a, you know, a little mini, you know, trip or something, or, you know, taking you know, the family out or whatnot, you know, so just something like that to make, you know, your fitness journey or any kind of journey for your goal, you know, more enjoyable, more fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I know a lot of times, you know, in the studio, uh, we, we set up like a challenge tracker, um, where people like will track their progress when a challenge is going on or whatever. And, and it's funny how something as simple as that, just people visualizing, checking those boxes, um, how excited it gets people. You know what I mean? You would think that something like that wouldn't really be a big deal in your day-to-day -day, uh, journey as far as that goes, but just the enjoyment that you see people get out of checking those boxes, like, hey, I showed up, I'm here, you know, I completed the workout, I completed the challenge. Um, and it's just a lot of fun to see people go through that transition. And kind of on that note too, like, you know, if you think like, like the challenge tracker here at the studio, like you see other people doing it too, kind of motivates you to do it as well. You know, kind of motivates you to kind of yep. step up the game kind of too. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, awesome. and, I, and I would venture to say that you probably feel a certain type of way when you're looking at that board and, and you don't have as many boxes as some of the other people. And mm -hmm. um, you might even be starting to doubt yourself a little bit, but I think it also kind of gives you a little bit added motivation to get going. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, well, you know, I can do this. I, I couldn't agree more. Gents, I don't mean to chime in here, but, uh, uh, along those lines, Anthony, I did have a question for you. Um, what What do you think, because uh, you were talking about like, like setting visual goals and stuff like a challenge tracker. Um, first, um, would that be a smart thing to do like on your own um, outside of, you know, it would be like a formal OTF challenge thing? Um, and then second, how healthy do you think in setting those habits is a little bit of competition where you're seeing like other members, you know, what Chad just said, you know, checking things off and pushing you a little bit um, is, do you think that's a healthy habit to have to use competition as, as, as a way to set a goal? Ooh, that's well, good. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll answer the second <clears throat> question first. I mean, it depends how, if, how you're motivated, right. You know, if competition motivates you, you know, I'm a very competitive person. So 
I see that as gonna motivate me. Um, some people shy away from competition, right? But I mean, but I think the visual aspects of it is, you know, beneficial, whether you're competitive or not. So it's especially something like a challenge like we do at Orange Theory. Yes, it's you're, you want to compete against other people, but you're competing against yourself. Yeah, that's, that's your only competition. So in, in anything fitness, yep. it's like, you know, you see other people. Yeah, you, you don't compare, blah, 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 whatever. But you, it's your journey. You're not competing against anyone except you. So, I mean, visual would be good, whether you're competition or competitive or not. Um, the journey is yours. And your journey is going to be different than James' journey. Your James' difference could be different than Chad's journey, than my journey. So we all have different goals. We all have different ways we're going to get there. And as, to, as far as doing it outside the studio, I mean, you have to find what works for you. I mean, you get a calendar, you know, like like an advent calendar or something, you know. Anytime like, you, you go to the gym that day, you know, you reward yourself like a chalk. I don't know, you know, something, right? You know, just, I mean, just something to kind of keep you motivated, kind of make it like a routine and a habit. Like you're, you're clicking out the calendar. You, you checked off, oh, today I went to the gym or today, you know, I went for a walk, you know, just anything visual, you know, anything to kind of like reward yourself, you know? So of course you can do it at home outside the gym as well. Yeah. I, you know, I like what you said there. Um, and it kind of takes me back to our last episode when we were talking about, you know, like, what is your why? And I think it is important to remember, like you said, you know, it's your journey. It's not, you're not doing this for anybody else because when you start to compare or you start to do things for other people, that's when you start to lose sight of why you're doing what you're doing. And then it ends up usually not all the time, but most of the time you're going to fail if you keep that mindset because you are your why, you know what I mean? And and only, you know what that is. So I think it's important that you touch on that um, and make sure that you let people know that each journey um, is specific to them and why they're doing what they're doing. So I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, you mentioned something about like um, laying out a plan, right? Um, and we've talked about time, um, different things like that so far through this podcast. But let's just say, um, you know, my goal is like you mentioned lofty goals, right? So like I want to lose like 50 pounds in like six months, let's just say. Um obviously that's a daunting task, right? You're like 50 pounds. That's, that's a lot. Um, but you also mentioned breaking larger goals and goals into smaller goals. So let's take that as an example, if you would, right? Like I want to lose 50 pounds in six months or whatever. How would you break that down into smaller goals? Yeah. I mean, just like with any kind of goal, like how big or small it is. I mean, if you part compartmentalize it, you break it down, you, you know, take it like, you know, sometimes something that's, that's a big, that's a big lofty goal. So sometimes that like, you might have to take it a day at a time or maybe even like a couple days at a time. Um, so what I would say is like, start small, you know? So if you're losing, trying to lose that much weight, obviously not only exercise, but diet's going to help too. Right. So maybe like, you know, you cut out like a soda a day, you know, if you, you're drinking, you know, soda, or, you know, if you're making a sandwich, cut the cheese out, you know, just just something like that. And then just kind of build off that. And then um, if, you know, switch your whole milk to a full or the whole milk to like 2% or, you know, skim milk or whatnot, you know. So if you just start a little at a time and just kind of build on that, like every week or every day, it will only help get you to where your goals are. Right. So just. All we do is just build on, you know, the simple accomplishments, 
maybe go back to the counter, write it down, almost like an appointment. So like, all right, so this week I didn't have cheese or something like that. Just almost kind of like a diary, you know, kind of hold yourself accountable to as well. That's good. Do you have, um, do you have any tips when it comes to uh, meal prep? Like, um, you know, this will be a good last question for you before we segue into what James has for us. Um, but do you have any tips when it comes to like meal prep? Cause I know sometimes again, uh, people use time as an excuse, right? Like I don't have a lot of time. I got kids. I got this, I got that. What's a way to uh, create like a, like a healthy habit when it comes to like meal prep? Well, I mean, this is definitely more um, James's Avenue, but I mean, I used to, you know, meal prep back in the day too, as well. So I think is if you, if you set like a time, right? Like say, like say, like you say, take a Sunday or whatnot, right? You take a couple hours on a Sunday, you cook meals, you know, a couple hours for like the week, Right. And then if you have that habit and put again, put on the calendar, put a reminder in your phone, you know, say, all right, this is this is the day. This is the time I'm going to sit down and cook. Right. So every Sunday, 12 o'clock, 12 to two, I'm cooking. So then right then that kind of builds that habit. And then after a while, it becomes a routine. So, I mean, I think that would probably be my best tip as far as like the no time. Um, if you if you're serious about it, you'll make the time for it, and you have your meals ready, so you're not cooking throughout the week too, as well. Yeah, that's good. And you know, I think to add to that too, I think it's important to plan ahead, right? Um, just know what the week's got in store for you, because if you do anticipate, you know, I'm going to do this at noon every Sunday, and I'm going to set two hours aside, and then boom, the moment something pops up at noon um, that you can't control or whatever, then you're like, you just feel like you're thrown off, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Um, I'm not going to be able to meal prep today. Right. And then you, and then you lose it. And a lot of times when we, when we're thrown off of our diet or, you know, something happens like that, we tend to like spiral out of control or we stop doing what we're doing. And I think um, that's why it's important to just plan ahead. And, you know, if you have to shut your phone off for those two hours until you get done what you need to get done, shut the TV off, um, you know, find, if you got kids, find some chores for them to do or something, um, during that time, you know, that's so that you're able to make sure you set that time aside. So absolutely. I think, you know, it's some of it has to do, you know, like you said, just turn your phone off or don't even look at your phone. It's like, it's, it's like discipline too. Like, you know, you're building habits, but also, you know, it's discipline. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so for you, for those of you guys that don't know, um, if you want to see this visually, you're going to have to head over to our YouTube channel. Um, but we got James sitting over here um, with an apron on. Um, and he's got some good advice for you guys today talking about portion control, calories in, calories out. So again, um, go over to YouTube. If you're listening along on Spotify, you can find us over there. You can see visually what James has going on. Um, but don't check out during this podcast because you can always go back and watch that later. But it's important just to listen to the information, too. So, James, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you got for us? What's up, everyone? All right. So um, why in the heck am I wearing an apron? Well, because early this morning, uh, I went up and I cooked up a bunch of visual aids for you guys. And by I, I mean, my wife did. Um, <laughs> of course so she did. <laughs> so what I'm trying to accomplish here, guys, is to show you the difference and just making small adjustments, kind of like Anthony was, was hitting on, you know, just subtract a little bit here and there, right? Um, subtracting a little bit here and there. So what does that mean? When you're talking about low calorie dense foods, what you're trying to subtract is calories, period. You don't, it doesn't matter where the calories are coming from. Obviously, we would want to not subtract from the protein. We know why, because um, that's where muscle building comes from. 
Um, but when it comes to fats and, and carbohydrates, really they're just inter- interchangeable energy sources, right? Save for some medical problems, um, you know, high blood pressure, um, diabetes. Um, if you're in a calorie rich, uh, restricted in calories, you're not going to be in, in most cases, enough calories to get yourself in trouble um, when it comes to, you know, blood pressure and so on and so forth. So what we need to focus on is just the calories themselves, right? Um, so for those folks uh, listening in, I did write down um, what this is, the grams for it and the calories for it. So you can just kind of play along that way. So first, first and foremost, right, um, what I have for you guys is um, snacks. What do we love to snack on? Chips, right? So here is 150 calories worth of, and these aren't Cheetos or Doritos or anything super freaking weird or whatever the case might be. These are just regular old tostada chips that you use for dip, right? I have one, two, three, four. That one looks like it had a bite taken out of it. Five, you don't say it. <laughs> Six. Six chips for those of you guys just listening. Six chips equal 28 grams and 150 calories. Six chips, 150 calories. Wow. 150 calories of popcorn right here, right? So what's going to make you more full? This giant big old bowl of popcorn or these six chips? They're, guys, literally the same amount of calories, the same amount of calories, right? Yeah. So, and for those of you guys that have heard this speech before, it's probably good for you to hear it again, right? What we're trying to do when we're trying to lose body fat percentage or lose fat is we're trying to trick two specific hormones. One of them is called leptin. One of them is called ghrelin. So leptin is going to be the hormone that tells you that you are full. The more quantity of food, you put in your stomach, the more leptin you're going to release. Ghrelin is the one that tells you that you're hungry. The more quantity of food you put in your belly, the less ghrelin you're going to release. So we're wanting to release as little ghrelin as possible and as much leptin as possible, right? And we do that by putting large quantities of food into our stomach so that our stomach feels like it's full. So when you get down to what's called your genetic set point, right? This is where you're comfortable, where you're comfortable just doing nothing. This is where you walk around, you're good to go. I'm not trying hard. It's my genetic set point. When you try to get past that genetic set point, you have to start tricking your hormones or you're going to make it absolutely painful, right? So when you try to starve yourself, um, and kind of to Anthony's point where he's like, all you've got to do is just, just subtract here and there just a little bit, right? When you try to subtract all of it and try to starve yourself, what you do is, is you don't trick the two hormones that you're trying to trick, and, and that's why you fail. You know, I hate to put it that way, but we all kind of know that's the way it goes, right? We crash diet, and then two, three weeks in, we're like, I can't do this anymore, man. And that's because it's not because you're weak, it's not because there's something wrong with you. It, it's, it's not because it, it's none of those things. It's just because you're working against your own body, and it doesn't matter how much like how much you want or how much willpower you have, right? There's just no way that you can out willpower your hormones. It's just not going to happen. It's just no way, right? The only way to do it is to trick your body. And you do that by substituting six chips 
with a big old ball, big old thing of popcorn, right? Another good one is a protein. And, shake. and correct me if I'm wrong. Both of those have the same amount of calories, correct? One thousand percent, exactly the same. Six chips, twenty-eight grams, one hundred fifty calories. Um, this is forty-one grams of popcorn, so almost double the amount of what you get in chips, and it's also one hundred fifty calories, right? That's crazy. Another big, uh, another big source uh, of contention, I guess, would be would be protein sources, right? Red meat is bad for you. Red, that's what everyone says, right? Red meat is bad for you. Well, so it's chicken, full of fat chicken, right? It's chicken breasts, but it's full of fat, okay? This right here, four ounces, is 234 calories. Is that four four ounces cooked or is that four ounces raw? These are both cooked. This is five and a half ounces. And this is even the, this is not even the leanest meat that you can use. This is 93% lean beef, right? Same amount of calories. Double the amount of meat that you can eat, right? So which one's going to keep you more full? The chicken breast that everyone says is supposed to be healthy for you or chicken, whatever, whatever part of the chicken you want to say is supposed to be healthy for you or the lean ground beef that's red meat that's the devil, right? James. But what about what about people watching this and they see you holding up this chicken and this beef and it's the same amount of calories, but you get more. But what about what about the fats? You know, I, I'm sure people are asking questions about that, too. Got it. Good. You know, I know actually, it's calories in versus calories out. But what about those people that might be scared? That's actually a good that? question, man. I'm glad you bring that up. The reason why only getting this amount as opposed to this amount is because here we're subtracting the macronutrient called fat. In this one, we're leaving it in. This is how important keeping your diet low fat is. Um, and I'll get a little bit more to it um, when I get into, into our dessert here. But um, it, it's just huge, guys. If you are trying to lose weight or lose body fat percentage, you have to keep your fat to a minimum. Um, Actually, I'll do it now since it makes a good segue, right? Um, this is keto ice cream. Everyone does, everyone thinks keto is, or has tried keto, or, or thinks keto is the way to go when you're trying to lose body fat percentage, right? It might work for some people, uh, and I do use it effectively in like my last week of, of prep where I'm trying to get rid of of, of, uh, of water weight, of, of the, the actual weight in my cells that are water, nothing to do with fat. So don't confuse the two, right? This is a pint of keto ice cream. Just so you guys see, I'm not lying. 660 calories. Chad, we were just talking earlier um, about Halo Top. And I think you brought up a better example that was even more low calorie fat that tastes even better. Can you tell them a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's uh, Nick's ice cream. Um, for, for those of you that are listening in Arizona, um, I believe you can buy it at like Safeway. Um, but I think it has even less calories than Halo Top, and it actually tastes better. It was like um, 290 calories, if I remember correctly. Yeah, right? and I think the specific one I showed you, it was like a cookies and cream flavor. Um, four grams of net carbs, too. So 290 calories for an entire pint, four grams of net carbs. So when he says um, four grams of net carbs, was that what that means is not only are they subtracting the, the fat, which this is all it is. All this is here is fat. But but they're they're subtracting the, the carbohydrates. So that's what you get. 
Okay, one big tub of nothing but delicious protein, right? And that's what you got to look for when you're trying to make food choices, right? Because even though you think it's keto and it's supposed to be for me losing weight, uh, no, this is 660 freaking calories that you're eating in this one pint where instead you can go get something like Chad just recommended and more than half the amount of calories um, you're going to cut out when eating that, right? So what you got to look for is volume and how many calories are in that volume. The more calories that are in, or the less calories, excuse me, that are in your volume, the easier it's going to be for you to lose weight. Another big thing, breakfast, right? Real, real quick before you go on, James, I just want to point out that I am in no way or nor is our podcast sponsored by Nick's ice cream. But Nick, <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening, if you're listening, Nick, and you hear us, um, we would love to be sponsored by you. I mean, bring and it on. Tag them in the comments. Yeah, <laughs> I am not getting paid to push Nick's ice cream on you guys, but it is a better option than the keto ice cream. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. Um, so breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast of two champions. Eggs. 140 calories. These are whole eggs, two eggs. Okay. These are egg whites and the same amount of calories. So you can triple the amount of breakfast you're eating just by switching this to this. Which one's going to keep you more full, guys? It's, it's common sense. This is going to keep you more full. What you want to look for, and, and you want to go and you want to make it like, like a game, like Anthony said, man. You want to go to whatever store you go shopping at, and you want to go find the same amount of foods that you eat, just the lower calorie version of them. Um, this, these are the main offenders, guys. Nuts, right? What are nuts? Fats. Fats. Fats, right? So let me put it to you this way. Remember, five and a half ounces of red meat, the devil, 234 calories. One pack of nuts. I'm not lying to you guys. 350 calories in this, which you think is supposed to be healthy, and I'm just going to snack on all day, and I'm going to lose weight. Yeah, everybody all, says nuts are healthy fats, right? It's, it's all about calories in, calories out. If you're trying to lose weight, you have to subtract the fats from your diet. Um, and you can still do it in a way that's still going to be tasteful. Right. And it's like I say all the time, um, whenever I eat a low calorie dense pizza, right, I'll make an entire pizza. It's low calorie dense. You know, it's like four to five hundred calories for the entire pizza. And it's on a pen this big. Right. Does it taste a hundred percent like freaking your favorite pizza that has all the yummy fat in it? No, but it tastes 90 percent like pizza. And it sure as heck eats eating chicken, broccoli and rice all day. Um, so that's what you got to kind of like, train your head to think, right? So I just started my prep for um, the competition that I'm doing in 12 weeks on Monday. What did I change about my diet? Nothing, not a single thing. All I did was do exactly what Anthony said and just start to subtract little things here and there from it. If you have to change your diet completely to lose weight, Congratulations, you have a dead guy that's going to fail. Period. End of story. I'm sorry. I hate to be as upfront as that, but you're going to fail. 
You need to be eating all the same exact things that you always eat, just in a low calorie dense version and less of them. And that's how you lose weight in a way that's going to make sense to your body. And that's going to make sense to your health also, which matters, right? We can't be eating stuff that we don't like. So take the fat and take as many of the calories out of what you're going to eat and then feel good about eating it. 90% of people that eat low calorie dense foods don't have to measure a damn thing to lose weight. Because there's, you just can't eat enough of it for you to be in a calorie excess, right? Like I said, egg whites, like, and this is only 140 calories of egg whites. You know, like most of us are burning somewhere close to, you know, 2,500 to 3,500 calories, depending on whether you're male or female. To eat 100 and to eat 35 or 2,500 calories of egg whites, like how much of this would you have to eat? to get there, right? It's, it's almost darn near impossible. Popcorn, how much of this stuff would you have to eat to get to 2,500 calories? It's, it's impossible. Um, so if you keep your calories or your foods, low calorie dense foods, nine times out of 10, you don't even have to measure anything because you are going to release that leptin and your body's going to tell you you're full while still in a calorie deficit. That makes sense. That's good. Hey, do you mind doing me a favor for those people that are watching on YouTube? Sure. Can you put the um, popcorn and the nuts side by side? Oh, dude, uh, I can just, that'd be a good one. Yeah, and talk that. about maybe the calories in those two again. Yeah, let me, just, let me do that. So I'm going to open up the nuts here um, and put them in. That's just a great idea, Chad. This out, dude. Crazy. Crazy. So this was. 350 friggin' calories. 150 calories. Double the amount of calories, guys. This is right here than this is. So you guys tell me, which one would you rather snack on? Yeah, right? and which one's going to fill you up quicker? You know, Which one's going to fill you up quicker? Exactly. Tons of fiber. Um, you're going to expand in your stomach. It's going to make you full. And probably fuller longer, too. Longer, yeah. exactly. This... Just, just, just <laughs> if, if you're trying to lose weight, right? Um, obviously, there's different ways of eating. If you're trying to gain weight, um, you know, we all might have different goals. And I want to leave you guys out of the podcast. But if you're trying to gain weight, then yes, all freaking day, the more fat, the better. This is what you want to eat. Um, and to be honest with you, when I have clients that want to gain weight, I put them on keto. Because it's easier for them to eat the amount of calories that they have to eat um, to get to that calorie excess without them feeling sick, right? Um, so it's almost backwards in what you've been told and, and how you've been told to attack, right? Diet should never be a diet. It should be all the same foods that you like, just low-calorie, dense versions of them and less of them. Um, and if you're trying to gain weight, you eat as much fat as you can eat right don't mistake fat with what you've been told a certain color of food should be because again this is the devil red meat and it's got no fat in it right so you got to look at things in that way and open up your mind a little bit more when you go shopping and look actually read labels and look at calories within 
the labels themselves and the foods that you're trying to eat, and it's going to open your eyes. That's awesome. That's good stuff. You have anything else for James, Anthony? No, um, but I know you kind of wanted to touch on something too here. Like we kind of uh, talked about, you know, the good feelings of working out or setting goals um, and then the, the feelings that associate with kind of reaching those goals. But at the end, there's another end of that, you know, spectrum too as well. So why don't you kind of dive into that? Yeah. So um, I wanted to focus a little bit more of my time um, with the people listening today on the overcoming disappointment aspect of this um, podcast. That's kind of more of my lane, um, the area that I kind of wanted to touch on. So, uh, what, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah. So I was just going to ask, so, I mean, like, what do you think that would, you know, cause us to be disappointed? I think a lot of times it, it boils down to when we don't achieve our desired end goal, um, you know, not getting the strength quick enough, the muscle soreness, um, our busy work schedule, um, different things that, you know, factor into our lives that we kind of talked about that prevent us from, um, you know, reaching our end goal. Um, you know, I think, I think when you break it down, there are three things that can cause you to be disappointed. Um, the first one I think is a rival fallacy. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy that coined the term. Um, but basically once we reach our goals in fitness that we set for ourselves, we kind of have this idea that we will reach this everlasting happiness. Right. And a lot of times it doesn't work that way. Um, we believe that once we attain our goal, it will, um, it will make the struggle getting there worthwhile. Um, if this is you, though, it could be something as simple as what you thought would bring you happiness turns out to be unfulfilling. You know what I mean? So the second thing I think um, that can cause us to be disappointed is the expectations that we have around external factors. Um, when we set these high goals for ourselves and we don't meet them, uh, we don't want to accept it. Right. And I think a lot of times that can cause us to be disappointed. Um, the third thing, um, I think some of these feelings of disappointment and not achieving our goals could stem as far back to um, a situation that we experienced in our childhood or our, or even our adult life, right? That was negative and kind of formed these thoughts that you feel about your situation or, you know, where, where you are, what you're in. So I think those are kind of like the three things that um, can lead to disappointment. Yeah, definitely. A lot of factors into the disappointment. So let me ask you this. Um, do you think feeling disappointment or experience or experiencing it is good for you? Yeah, I believe the answer to that question is both yes and no. Um, disappointment isn't good for you in the moment, right? Because you're defeated, um, you're down because you didn't hit your goals. Um, but a lot of times I would say yes, because it's about what you do afterwards that can make it good for you. Um, I think it's important to keep your expectations steady because the things that originally caused disappointment can lead to a breakthrough at some point. If you experience disappointment, it's because you are passionate about your goals. And in turn, I believe that will make you stronger and it'll give you an opportunity to grow if you harness it the right way. You know what I mean? So Absolutely, yeah. So do you think like uh, setting goals can cause disappointment? Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. Um, you know, I people, they, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier with you. You know, you, you create these big lofty goals for yourself. Um, and when you don't get them necessarily right away, you know what I mean? It can lead to disappointment. So I think sometimes when we're setting goals, if we're greedy with our goals, we can we can become disappointed rather quickly. You know what I mean? Um, therefore, I believe most people will give up and become unhappy. Uh, I think oftentimes in fitness, we set really high standards 
you know, like I mentioned, like I need immediate results or I need to lose, for instance, 30 pounds in two months, you know, huge goals, basically. Like the other day I text James and I was like, Hey James, like, how do I increase my max bench press? You know what I mean? Cause I just got back into uh, lifting weights and um, you know, I'm looking around the gym and I see a lot of these guys that are smaller than me lifting heavier weights. And it's like, you want to be there right now. You know what I mean? And um, I think when we set these huge goals, um, and this happens, we lose appreciation for where we are right now. You know what I mean? It's like we want these greedy results right now, and we want to bypass all the hard work and effort it takes to get there. So basically, um, or in essence, you know, we fail to appreciate what we have accomplished to this point, and we kind of decide to become disappointed. Um, we will start saying to ourselves things like, it's not enough. I'm not enough. I can't do this. Um, high expectations lead to disappointment. What's going on in um, or what is going to happen is we are going to want more than what we have currently, and that's going to lead to failure and unhappiness, and we're likely going to quit doing what it is that we're doing. Do you mind if I expand on that a little bit, Chad? Yeah, um, go ahead, those please. Are, those, those are all great points um, and kind of kind of uh, tied it all together to, to what I see. Um, so for those of you guys that have been here for the better part of a year, um, you guys have been able to experience both like high percent body fat, you know, shredded for stage James and 15% body fat that I am now James. This is me, regular me, right? So like when, when Chad says like, you know, you got to take it like a little bit at a time. Um, you also have to understand that most people that you look at that you want to look like don't look like that year round ever, ever, ever. I am stage ready. Maybe four weeks out of the year, out of the entire year, the rest of the year, I look like what you guys see me look like on a, on a regular basis. So um, when Chad says like, don't pick out goals that are like unreasonable or, or goals that like, you know, you want right now, um, understand that, that it's, it's, first of all, it's a long process, you know, 12 to 16 weeks. And then when you get there, you're not going to, you, you just won't stay that way forever. It's not, it's just not, feasible to, to be that way right so what you got to do is you got to pick a happy medium and 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 get to that goal what i always tell my clients is this you will never ever and i'm sorry again to to be this up, up front and blunt but i think there's value in, in knowing the truth you will never ever 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 look like what you want to look like go about halfway to that goal like think of the, the person exactly that you want to look like and think of that person and then be like i'm going to get halfway there that is sustainable. And that's a goal that I think you can put in front of yourself and, and feel good about attaining. That's going to be sustainable. That's not something that's some Instagram model that doesn't look that way anyway. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's like you see the highlights, right? Like, that's it, um, brother. Exactly. you know, a lot of times people are like, um, that's all you know, it is, they, see, they see like a couple happy on Facebook and they're like, oh my gosh, they love, love each other so much. They're, so amazing together, but they don't really see what's going on behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Same, same thing with like the, the fitness too, right? You know, so I mean, just in general, like, you know, you don't know what the time and work they put in, you know, so you don't know their journey. Your journey is different than their journey. And plus too, we're conditioned to it to be a society where we want something like that, you know, just right. the way we order food, you know, on Amazon or something like that. So you have to understand like results aren't just going to come like that too as well. So we were just conditioned in that society um, and society has conditioned us that way. But at the same time, too, you are on your own journey. It's going to take you time, dedication. That's what we talked about, building the habits, too, as well. So 
I mean, so with that being said, you know, Chad, you know, what should people do when they have reached, at, you know, to a point where they're just wanting to quit? Um, yeah, I think when you reach that point, you have to take a narrow approach, right? Because your your approach initially is too broad. Um, and then, like I said, we create these big lofty goals and we want a quick return. Um, and when we don't want to reach these, when we don't reach these goals, we give up and quit. And I think if we take away the belief um, and confidence that we have in ourselves and our abilities when we do that. So I just think kind of like James said, you know, when you're looking at someone um, be like, I want to go halfway there. Right. Well, that's, that's like a more narrower approach from this broad approach, which is like, Oh, I want to look like them. And I want to look like them in like six weeks, a year, whatever. Um, and you know, a lot of those people that you see online, they don't look like that. It takes years and years and years for them to get that. You know what I mean? And a lot of times um, people that think that it's just achieved so quickly, you know, and stuff like that is easier, obviously, for other people. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you just really have to narrow your approach when it comes to that. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Um, and especially with that, where it takes years and years and years. Not only does it take years and years and years, but it takes years and years of of like, you know what I mean? It, it's, so it's not a straight arrow road. It never right. is. It, it, it never is. Right. It's like a. It's like, like Chad was saying, man, you got to take your failures and, and understand that they're going to make you better at some point. Yes, obviously they're going to hurt at that moment in time, but it's never a straight road, ever, ever a straight road. Even, even with a, with a bodybuilding prep that I might do, there's definitely failures within that. And, you know, maybe sometimes I won't meet my weight goal and, and I won't get to where, where I'm going to get, but if I just quit, I'm never going to make it to where I need to get to. Um, and I think it's super important to understand that progress is never linear and never is. You're going to fail and it's about what you do with that failure that's going to kind of either get you to your goal or not. And plus too, like, you know, like what works for you might not work for me, you know, same thing with yeah. diet, you know, my body might respond to something different than someone else. So again, it's never linear. It's a trial and error. You never know until you see what your body's experiencing or what you're experiencing. 1000%. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So. Second. No, you're good, man. What do you, uh, Chad, what are, uh, like some of your, your experiences, man? Cause I know, uh, I know, you know, I know you're, we're, we're personal friends for those people that might not know we're friends outside of, outside of the studio. I know, I yeah. know we've got it for a long time. Um, and I also know, you know, his, his battle with, with his own, um, with his own fitness and, and his weight and his demons and stuff. What are some of the things that you use to kind of keep yourself on track, man? Yeah, man, it's, you know, it's, Again, I use a lot of the things that like I talked about, you know, so far during this podcast, um, but I just think of the ups and downs, right? Like I've been, so I initially, when we, when I started talking, I mentioned, um, you know, kind of that you basically um, set these goals for yourself or whatever. And, you know, you, so I, I talked about kind of like a rival fallacy. That's what I wanted to touch on. I was, I was kind of a little lost there for a second, but um, you know, I used to say, well, I, when I reach this certain weight, like I'm going to be happy. I'm going to love where I'm at, um, how I look, different things like that. Um, and I couldn't have been more wrong. You know what I mean? I lost, I think there was one point where I lost like 75 pounds um, and I was running like five miles a day in the military. Um, I hit my goals. I got exactly where I wanted to be and I arrived. So then it's like, now what? You know what I mean? And when I arrived to that point of where I always thought I wanted to be, it wasn't good enough for me anymore. You know what I mean? And it was like, it was just like, I, I still don't like the way I look or whatever, you know what I mean? And we kind of ingrained that idea into our mind um, that, you know, where, well, once I get here and I know I'm going to be happy, 
And that's really not, you know, how life is like, you don't really know or understand, you know, how happy you're going to be when you reach a certain goal. Um, yeah. I mean, I was excited for the progress and the results, but at the end of the day, um, you, you have to have more and you have to continue to set goals and you have to realize that it's a lifestyle. I think sometimes you, you set a big lofty goal for yourself. And when you get there and you have that arrival fallacy, and then once you're there, you think you don't have to work anymore or it's over, you know what I mean? And you're done. Um, and that's not the case. Like the work never stops. You have to constantly put in, cause I can't tell you just in my life, but I can guarantee you, we have several people that come into that studio on a daily basis they can tell you that they've reached a certain goal right after a transformation challenge or whatever the case may be. And then months later, they're right back to where they started. You know what I mean? Because you stop putting in the work and that's the number one mistake. I think people make sometimes they just think that, well, I, now that I've reached this goal, I can kind of do what I want. I can eat what I want. Um, but that's not the case. Like it's an everyday lifestyle that you have to constantly live and work for. Have you gentlemen ever taken it too far though? I think that's also a pertinent question that that should be asked, right? Is 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 you know can you take healthy habits and 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 go too far? What do you, you think, think, Anthony? Yeah, I'm sorry, one more time. Do do you think that you can take healthy habits and make them unhealthy by going too far? I mean, you could always take anything too far, right? You know, I mean, if you, if I mean, there's a fine line between obsession and being obsessed with something right so i mean you can you know have a goal to look a certain way or you know to eat a certain way or have a certain lifestyle um but then there's also like an obsession with it where you will do anything in your power you know to get to this you know this fantasy this this look this lifestyle and then you kind of lose sight of everything else around you too you know so i mean you got to kind of keep all things in perspective once you hit your goal but also i mean it's everyone's gonna be different right but i mean i think if you have a goal you have your intentions are right i think you just got to make sure you you know maintain the right intentions right yeah and and i think the key word there was um was fantasy um i think as long as you put goals in front of you that aren't fantasy um then it can be nothing but destructive but as soon as you start to, to try to attain something that um that is a fantasy, then I, then I think it can become destructive. And, and not only that, but I think it can, you can end up in a worse position than when, than when you started because of that rebound, right? Um, whether it be fitness or whatever the case might be, if you're focusing so hard on just one thing um, and you leave kind of everything to the wayside, like Anthony said, then I think, you know, it, it becomes something that, that is an obsession um, and, and more than, than something that's going to be constructive. It's going to be destructive. And I think um, it's very fine line in the fitness industry, you know, when you go from one to the other. And it's very, very smart to kind of keep an eye on those things and just make sure that you're setting attainable goals um, as opposed to goals that are fantasy, like Anthony said. Right. What do you, what do you tell your, um, your clients since you, you know, have clients you work with? What do you tell them if they're like, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's, you know? yeah, it's, it's tough because of the industry that we're in. You're expected to, to, let's all be honest bodybuilding is unhealthy it's just isn't if you want to be healthy don't do bodybuilding come to orange theory fitness and do some cardio that's what's going to make you healthy um and i'm not doing that to plug orange theory fitness i'm being completely serious about that. um so what i see happening a lot of the time is so i get you know these super motivated um people and believe it or not most of them are going to be hey james i've never bodybuilded before 
I just broke up with my wife and my husband. I want to get in the best shape of my life and I want to show them. I want to step on the stage and I want to show them. Or I just got fired from my job, you know, screw this, you know, and, and like we went back to the, it's, it's kind of put it tight in the episodes, if I'm honest. We went back to the last episode where Chad was talking about the why, right? And we talked about how like a why has to be like this big thing that has to be all encompassing that keeps you going throughout all this stuff. So when you find a little why like that, and, and yeah, you, like you get in the best shape of your life. Some of these dudes are shredded. Some of these girls are shredded on stage. And then what happens is they accomplish that, like Chad said. And then afterwards, they don't have a why anymore. And they end up at a higher body fat percentage, you know, better than they were when they first started because the why is gone. And it went from it being a healthy thing to being an obsession for 12 weeks. And this is all I'm going to do for 12 weeks. And then when it's over, then what, right? So like not only tying it back into to the, the episode itself, not only do you have to create healthy habits for, and, and crash within those healthy habits, like like you crash study for, for a test, right? These health habits have to be all-encompassing, long-term, like, can I do this for the next 10 years? Because um, if it's not, it's going to become an unhealthy habit where it's now an obsession, and now you're setting fantasy goals for yourself. And, and I don't mean it's a fantasy to get to that point. I mean it's a fantasy to stay at that point. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Um, you know what I mean? So I think you gotta be really careful with that. Yeah. You know, it's, um, something you said, James, that kind of stood out to me when you, when you asked was, can you create or take healthy habits and create them or turn them into unhealthy habits? Um, but I think sometimes when it comes to fitness, right, because we want immediate results, we also, we also create unhealthy habits to get us to the results that we want to get to. Um, and I can speak on that firsthand. I'm not going to dive into it on this podcast, um, but I definitely do want to touch on it in a previous podcast. And there's probably going to be a lot of people listening to this, maybe close family relatives that have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but I was like bulimic for 15 years of my life. And um, because I created these unhealthy habits, you know, to get to, to get to results I wanted to get to um, quicker and uh, I think that, you know, people, people do that. I, I, I don't think sometimes people realize how unhealthy people are um, stru- trying to get to these fitness goals um, to prevent the disappointment, but it's there no matter what, you know what I mean? You're not going to create these unhealthy habits and just think that it's going to be gone. You know what I mean? Because you're just creating another disappointment in another area of your life. Well, Chad, from a business perspective, uh, like how, how many times do you see somebody come in here super motivated? You know, they're in here for like, you know, 10 to 12 weeks. You know, they, they get to where they want to get to. They quit, right? Because they got to, to where they need to get to because they crashed so hard. And then like six months, eight months down the line, you see them again. You want the membership back. And this time when they come in, not only are they where they were to start with, but they're like 10, 15 pounds heavier than, than where they were even in, in the get-go, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, you see it all the time. Common. Right. Yeah. You see it all the time. And then it goes back to what you just said about how, you know, you once you achieve or f- reach that level of success or you get the goals that you want, you, you think you just have to stop. And it's not like it's constant work. And you always have to remember that, like, fitness is a lifestyle. It's I never going to be something if you want to maintain and reach those goals, you stay that way throughout life. You have to make it a priority all the time. Not just when you're getting ready for an event or ready for a wedding, right. or ready for this or ready for that. 
it has to be something. Now you don't have to go as hard year round, right? But you definitely have to make sure it's part of your lifestyle all the time, because we've talked about this. What's the number one thing a lot of people cut out, right? When, you know, finances are in trouble or whatever the case may be, they leave the gym. You know what I mean? But what people don't understand is it should be not just, (laughs) not just for like getting in shape, but like mentally, and yeah, longevity I mean, like, too, you know, yeah. not only for you, like your family, your kids, you know. Damn yeah. right, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I mean, I know we kind of, you know, talked about like like the the negative like aspects of like you know, like setting those over exchange or, or like over extenuating expectations and whatnot. But like, are there certain steps that people you know can do to try to prevent ne- negative self talk from happening? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you have to start and you have to have a sense of gratitude or appreciation for where you're at right now. Right. Um, Because you don't, you know, a lot of times people look at you and they don't understand what you've been through or where you were prior to that point. Um, And just doing the little things, right. Just starting to create those habits and and having that gratitude and appreciation for where you are. Um, I think sometimes instead of just living life focused on the things that we haven't achieved yet um, or the things that we haven't accomplished yet, we kind of have to put our focus on what we do have and be present in that. And I also think we must get excited about what we can potentially create, right? If we, if we keep these healthy habits, um, you know, and I think the big thing here is just being present in the moment. Instead of focusing on all our attention on the end results and this is where I want to be and this is what I want to do, I think we got to put our focus exclusively on what we have the capability of doing right now in this moment. Um, and sometimes it's just something as little as getting started, Right. So putting our best efforts in the present moments and by resisting being greedy, thinking about the things that we do not have right now or that we haven't achieved yet. If we put our focus on the present, I think then the achievements will definitely come. Dude, I love that. Like staying present, like yesterday was yesterday, tomorrow's the future. Stay in this present moment. That's beautiful. I love that, man. For sure. For sure. Well, guys, we've reached that time in our podcast where we're going to sign off for now. Um, again, if you're listening um, for the first time, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, hit that like button. If you're on Spotify, make sure you follow us. We plan on dropping another podcast. We're not going to tell you what it's going to be about yet. We like to kind of surprise you guys with that, but we will drop another one on July 9th. So make sure you guys are looking out for that. Outside of that, do you guys have anything else? I got one more thing. Shameless plug, Orange Street Fitness, Happy Valley. Offering a free month through the end of the month. If you guys know anyone that's struggling, um, that needs to find that why, that doesn't have the consistency of those healthy habits, send them our way. We will take care of them. We're here. Love it. Love it. Well, I hope you guys have a great day, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you guys again soon. Take care, everybody.